Hi, I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we're here to deliver the news, recaps, and Stan Amberglenn, who is the first publicly LGBTQI plus and pansexual woman to be a medalist at the US Figure Skating Championships. Wow, it has been an exhausting weekend. <laughs> we have been watching so much figure skating this weekend. How are you doing now? I'm doing okay, given the level of exhaust I feel. <laughs> um, surprisingly, <laughs> um, US Nationals was shown at a really, really good time for Australia. So I was pretty happy that I didn't have to get up at like 2 a.m. or something to watch. So it was like in the middle of the day slash early morning, so... I was pretty happy about that, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain too much. Oh my gosh, Claudia, you were literally on Saturday. You were live tweeting at 7:15 in the morning your time, and I was like, "Thanks, because <laughs> I'm doing mom things that so you are really doing the most for us." Well, I had my cup of coffee, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm ready to go." I the coffee machine is on; it's working. So I was like, "Okay, at least I've got that." That's all we need. Uh, and currently, we are, well, I am, I guess, in California time, late night recording these episodes. <laughs> and I also have ketchup chips that my best friend in Canada sent me. So we are um. all set to go. Yeah, they're so good. I really miss ketchup chips in Canada and also hickory sticks. Hickory sticks are literally my fave. See, I have zero clue what hickory sticks are. Zero clue. And we don't really get ketchup chips here. Well, be glad because the more you eat them, the more you'll miss them. They leave a hole in your heart after they depart. Like Vegemite <laughs> for me. Anyway, I literally, when I went... And Vegemite has left no holes in my heart whatsoever. My heart is still fully intact after you left with your Vegemite. You don't like <laughs> condiments anyway, so like, whatever. I, I don't, whenever, it's true. When I, whenever I visit Joss and her husband, I always bring a tin of Vegemite with me. So like... <laughs> to scare me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's enough about Vegemite. I mean, I would love to continue talking about Vegemite. But you Only wouldn't. I wouldn't. But <laughs> anyways, why don't we start uh, with our ladies episode for U.S. Nationals? Uh, we have a couple kind of news related things off the top. Yeah. So uh, I think the big thing that started off the ladies event was Paige Rydberg withdrawing because she uh, she got COVID. She tested positive. And I think in her announcement of it, she's like, I surprisingly got it. And then, you know, later on in the week, we found out that her coach, Tom Z, also has COVID. And that one wasn't too much of a surprise because viruses are contagious. So, <laughs> oh, really? They pass from person to person? I had no idea. Um, we're we're still trying Brady, to figure that out here in uh, California. <laughs> Brady, who's also coached by Tom Z, still competed. She didn't withdraw. Highly sus, highly sus, but um, highly sus. She did win, so I mean, I don't know what there is to say about that besides congratulations. Yeah. But highly sus. Um, I guess our next piece of news, not really news for this competition, is that I loved the addition of the family member and friend wall in the kissing cry. Oh my god, me too. I think everyone did. Like, I think the further you went into the event, the more you were like, hey, this is actually a really, really good idea because every single time the skater came off the ice, their face just lit up and they were so happy to see everybody on the wall. And I was just like, even if there was an audience there, that would still be an awesome idea. It would be so nice to keep this even after the pandemic because obviously like people's families can't always travel with them every single competition. So petition exactly. to keep the friends and family and pets wall in the kiss and cry after COVID is over. Imagine at like at world if it happens, just everyone having all their friends and family on a wall from all over the world. That would just be so, so cool. It would literally be the coolest. Uh, yeah, we should keep that for sure. I guess our final piece of news is that uh, after U.S. Nationals was complete, we got the announcement of the athletes that are going to Worlds this year, if Worlds happens. And for the ladies, it was very contentious because of a multiple of factors, including the athletes 
past results in international competitions, their breadth of international work, and as well as their results at nationals and at Skate America. It was very interesting considering the season. But the two athletes that uh, U.S. figure skating went with were Brady Tunnell, which I think was hands down an easy choice. Uh, but the second choice was a little more complicated, and we will talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but they chose Karen Chen. And I guess the two contenders who were also competing for that spot were obviously Mariah Bell and uh, Amber Glenn, who was amazing this weekend. But again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But congratulations to Brady and Karen for making the U.S. Worlds team this year. Yes, congratulations. So how about let's get stuck into talking about the ladies' skates because there is so much to unpack, so much to talk about, a lot happens. So much. Okay, let's start off with... Joss, let's start with Hannah Harrell. Okay, first of all, can I just interject here and say that I love Hannah Harrell? Like, literally, she was one of my favorites. Me too. Yeah, and she just kind of like... I mean, not disappeared because we knew that she had an injury. Uh, Also, uh, someone else who disappeared slash had an injury is Ting Chui, who we very much miss a lot. But anyways, uh, we'll we'll talk about Ting when she comes back, uh, which she hasn't yet, unfortunately. But anyways, uh, big welcome back to Hannah. Uh, But I have been enjoying her content on TikTok. She has been making a lot of TikToks with her friends. And I really enjoy when she comes up on my for you page slash my uh, following page because I do follow her as well. (laughs) Just in case you were wondering if that was a point of interest for you. Oh, but no, I do love her too. She is 17 and her short program, this is a program that we have seen from her before. It's to Carmen and Tangera. It's choreographed by Misha Gay. I really like this program. I think she does so well in it. Misha does great in the choreography. What did you think? I I really like this program on her. However, it wasn't her best, obviously. She's coming back from an injury this year. Not a lot of ice time, et cetera, et cetera. We all know the story. Um, But she had a great triple let's double toe right off the bat. But then it kind of started to fall apart on the axle and the flip afterwards. Um, So she did end up 11th after the short. Yeah, I think, honestly, after, you know, her injury, which was pretty severe, like it's just really good to see her back and on competitive ice and at the senior level. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, yeah, just not a great short program. You could tell that she was kind of disappointed. Um, but obviously injuries take forever to come back from and can be super annoying, as we all know. Um, and then also her free skate, similarly choreographed by Misha, uh, was to Rhapsody on a theme of Paganini. Oh, no. This was really sad for me. It was hard to watch. It was so hard to watch because my heart was breaking for her. She pretty much fell on most of the jumps that she used rip-on arms on. And she didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think she used any rip-on arms in the short program. But she did in the long and it really didn't work for her. You know, she started out with a triple lutz and that looked shaky, but then next jump she went down the triple loop, rip on hands, uh, down again on the rip on triple lutz, popped the double axle into a single axle, down on the double axle afterwards, and down on the triple flip in the second half. It was really sad. She got a minus six deductions. That's a lot of deductions. She looked like she was going to burst into tears and I just felt so awful for her. It's so hard to come back from an injury, but it's also really, really hard to go out there and fall on pretty much every single jump. I just felt really bad. Uh, And still have to continue. Yeah, and still have to because this is the free skate, right? So it's like a lot of time out there on the ice. It's long, long. (laughs) Uh, she did end up 17th uh, in the free program. Look, I I don't think the rip-on arms work for her. I, it feels to me as if, you know, she's only recently started training them. That I don't know if that's fact or not, but it just looks like that, you know, obviously your center of gravity changes when your hands go above your head and it doesn't look like she's used to it or knows how to control it. And so it just throws her all off balance and just went all wrong. Yeah, I, I noticed some uh, discourse on Twitter about whether rip-on arms like help or hinder a jump. Obviously, they can add to the number of points that you are awarded for the jump. However, some people were saying that rip-on arms actually really help them. And other people were like, no, it really changes your center of gravity. So it's really interesting. I wonder why there were so many, particularly in this free skate for her. Yeah, so 
an example I can find like off the top of my head where rip-on arms really work to someone's favor is Camila Valieva. So she's got very, very long legs and a really short torso. So her center of gravity is naturally quite high up her body. And so when she does a jump with her arms over her head, it shifts the center of gravity like further down. So it's kind of more like where her torso is. So it makes it easier for her to jump. That's my personal opinion, but yeah. So I, and I also guess because the rip-on arms, you go straight up it's kind of almost just like an efficient hand rotating position because everything's really tight. It's not like a Tano where it's only one arm that's up. So yeah, very, very interesting. I'm very curious to see, you know, why she has so many of those rip-on arms in her free skate. But Misha... And she kept doing them too. Yeah, I was going to say Misha at us at Let's Get Down Pod on Instagram. Very curious to see why that happened, but... Anyways, uh, just really happy to see her back. Uh, Not the skates that she wanted, but nevertheless, it was great to see her on the ice again. It's a wonk season anyway, so like it doesn't even count. It's a wash, Hannah. It's It's a wash. (laughs) Why don't we move on to our 13th place finisher, Gracie Gold. Oh, Gracie. Oh, I am so, so, so proud of her. This competition was a step forward in the right direction. Um, I don't really, I don't care about her placing. I don't care how many times she fell or whatever, or how many she landed. The fact of the matter is that she pulled in for every single jump. And compared to the beginning of the season and seasons prior, where there was a lot of popping of the jumps, this is a huge improvement. And that's all that counts for me, at least. I totally noticed that too. I bet her coaches or someone, maybe she decided that she was going to pull in for all her jumps instead of popping them. At the beginning of the season, she was popping everything. And I was like, come on, Gracie, just pull in. You can do it. But even if she did fall, she tried every single jump this time. And that is such an improvement. I think that these programs look a little bit more comfortable on her than they did at Skate America. I'm just really proud of her for trying all of the jumping elements. I think that is, I don't want to say an improvement, but it shows Progression. that, you know, she made, yeah, the decision to do that every single time this time. Obviously, it didn't work out every single time. But yeah, like you were saying, progression. Yeah, like she was pulling off gorgeous triple lutz, triple toes, triple lutzes, triple flip, oiler, triple sows in practice. So we know that she can do them. But obviously, doing your jumps in a program in competition is a different thing. But like we've said, we're happy that she pulled in, stayed in. It doesn't matter if she fell. You know, she went for it. And, you know, that's that's all that matters, just putting the effort there. I mean, she did look really disappointed in herself. And we know that she's a very tough critic on herself. But nevertheless, I think she did really well here. And I'm very, very happy for. I am too. I also really like both of these programs on her. I think that, yeah, they're very, like, powerful. And I think that maybe that's the direction that she seems to be wanting to move in. Um, I really particularly like the Survivor program, and I think that it's a really big shame that this season uh, has no audience because I think that would really hit different with an audience, that Survivor Mm -hmm. program, uh, with the beautiful bronzy gold crop top uh, with the black skirt. That would also hit real different in person with an audience. It's just so nice. I love it so much. Uh, And the free skate is similarly powerful. So I think, you know, maybe hopefully she'll keep these programs for another season. I really like them on her. But yeah, I I think that it would bring waitress back. I'm like, okay, stop. (laughs) I love that waitress program. It's so good. I love anything waitress. Stan waitress. Me too. So good. We didn't see enough of waitress. But no, I completely agree. I think Jeremy did a wonderful job in choreographing both her programs. Brad Griffiths did an amazing job with her costumes because she looks fire in both of them. All around great. Oh my gosh. Just a side note about waitress. Every time I talk about waitress, it just reminds me of my friend Madeline. Shout out to Madeline if you are listening to this podcast. Also, Madeline has a really kick-ass band called Sorry Mom. Uh, You can follow Sorry Mom ATL on Instagram. They're so good. Uh, I was not paid to say that. I just really like them. Uh, But anyways, Madeline told me that she saw the waitress, not the waitress. She saw waitress (laughs) with Sarah Bareilles in it. And I was like, Madeline, I hate you. But we love Madeline, so Stop. it's fine. We forgive her, but oh, but not not fully. Amazing. Can never fully forgive her for that one. <laughs> but anyways, that's enough about waitress. 
let's move on to our 12th place finisher and that was star andrews oh that short program was really not her day i felt so bad for her uh and she gosh in the kiss and cry she literally said i'm so sorry and i was like star don't apologize like you went out there and you did your best it was just i was just really upset watching her because i know that she was disappointed in herself uh, but anyways, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Her short program was to uh, It's a Man's Man's World and Jokes on You from Birds of Prey. Yes. Um, she popped the planned triple toe, triple toe combo to just a solo double toe. And then she went for a triple loop, but then popped it into a double loop and didn't tag on a jump at the end. So we've got a double jump, invalid, no combination, invalid-ish. Like the element just got minus fives across the board. Uh, and yeah, that's just, that's really, really rough. It didn't seem to me as if her heart was in it after a while, which makes sense because like, it's really dejecting when you've missed two of the required elements. So, but she pulled herself back and recovered in the free skate. Fergie would be very proud. Uh, this free skate is Definally by Fergie and we love it. Um, it's definitely a better outing than her short program, but really not her best. Um, I personally think that she could maybe try something different if she had a different coach. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe she could attempt a coaching change. I don't know to who. Who do you think oh, she gosh. should go to? Oh, putting me on the spot. Jesus. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I need to take a drink now. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be great if she went somewhere where there is more competition in the rink. Does that make sense? Yes. That totally makes sense. So, like, maybe to, I don't know, there's a bunch of ladies at Lee Barkell. Uh, Cricket Club always has great skaters. So, you know, Cricket Club, I'm sure they'd love to have Star. Could you um, imagine? Okay. R.I.P. to Genia at Cricket Club. But imagine Genia, Jason Brown, and Star all hanging out. We would stand. We stand. Definitely. Um, I love it. Maybe she could join Hannah with Alexei Letov and Olga Ganicheva because there's a bunch of great skaters there. That could work. Oh, that could work? Yeah, I just think she needs that a little work. bit, like, something different. Kind of like when Jason Brown moved to Cricket Club from Corrier. Like, no bad blood or anything, but just, you know, Literally something the best different move ever. just to, you know, get the creative juices flowing. Yeah, I think that if she moves somewhere else, she could just get a little bit more inspiration, maybe a little bit different choreography, maybe, you know, a few changes to her technique. I, I just really think that at this point, a change could be just refreshing for her yeah. you know we all need a change sometimes so and look at jason brown you know like literally moving to cricket club was the best thing that could have ever done for his career so anyways uh <laughs> we will get to jason brown in a few episodes oh my gosh my fave center man oh anyway okay okay i'll stop um but yeah not the greatest outing for her um but still a vast improvement on her short program she did end up 10th in the free skate um, she ended up scoring 106.2, which overall gave her a score of 152.13, and she did end up 12th. Yes. All right. Let's. I want to talk about Pooja Kalyan, who came in 10th. Um, she's coached by Tom Z and Becky Calvin, and she was at Skate America, and she was the one who skated to It's All Coming Back to Me Now by Celine Dion in her short and Porgy and Bess in her free skate. Girl has jumping legs on her. Oh my gosh. She jumps huge. Yeah, her jumps are huge, which is surprising that sometimes on the landing, she just doesn't quite stick it. And that happened oh no, she's here. she's very far from it. Yeah, like, she, she, that definitely happened here. Uh, all of her landings in the short program were just a little bit off. Um, just wasn't quite her day landing her jumps. Um, but humongous jumps. And in the free skate, the triple Lutz just kind of went totally sideways for her. Um, she ended up with a higher placing in the short. She ended up ninth. And in the free skate, she did end up 12th. Uh, but we do always love a Celine Dion program. Yes. And that Porgy and Best dress, she's gorgeous in red. The long program was not as good as the short. She had a few mistakes, especially in the toe jumps. Came 12th in the free Although her and Finley Hawk need to go and get new gloves that match their skin tones because those gloves stood out like sore thumbs. And I was just like, guys, <laughs> please. Yeah, you can do it. We make mesh in all skin tones now. So, yes, definitely new gloves. Uh, but we, I mean, I'm always 
I always enjoy Celine Dion programs. Uh, we were treated to another one uh, from Luna Hendricks. You remember that program? I feel like that was forever ago and also yesterday. Uh, but Luna Hendricks's comeback skate uh, was to the same Celine Dion song. So always happy to hear Queen Celine in the rink. Absolutely. Gabby Dalman's also a fan yeah. of Celine. So she's in, Pooch is in good company. Very good she company. She really is. Love um, them, ladies. Oh, so on the USFS fan zone page, uh, we get told that she's three dogs named Bosco, Barney, and Rockstar. I'm a bit sad that, you know, there aren't three Bs, but however, dogs are great. So, However, um, dogs are great. I, I love it. That was a great end to that <laughs> sentence. However, dogs are great. Anything can be excused <laughs> if you end, in se- end any sentence with however, dogs are great. Yeah. You could even say, uh, my mac and cheese exploded in the microwave. However, dogs are great. And and whoever is living with exactly. you would be like, oh, yeah, I totally forgive statement. you. <laughs> I'll even clean it up for you. It's fine. <laughs> Um, Pooja is also interested in entrepreneurship, loves chemistry, enjoys oh. spending her free time baking, writing, and biking. Wow. Ooh, now I feel like baked goods. Pooja, can you bake me some cookies? Oh, please. <laughs> okay, let's move on to, let's talk about um, a little bit about our ninth place finisher, and that was Reina Ikanishi. She's 20 years old, coached by Marilyn Gelderman and Samantha Cesario. If you didn't already guess because of her short program costume, which was Sam Cesario's old dress, and it's probably one of my favorite costumes of all time. It's gorgeous. So she skated in the short program to Jealousy by Jacob Gade. She did really, really well. She came eighth after the short program, scored 60.14. What did you think about Rena? Oh my gosh, I loved the short program. This was such a good short program on her. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Uh, Yeah, she did come eighth. A great triple flip, triple toe, a great triple loop. Um, And she really gave it her all just in the choreography and the step sequence. I think she was really feeling it. So I was so impressed with her short program. I really enjoyed her. Um, And then in her free skate, oh my gosh, Coldplay. (laughs) I love a Coldplay program. Forever will love a Coldplay program. A fantastic triple flip, Euler triple sal to open. Amazing. Uh, But then it kind of went a little bit downhill from there. Yes. So she turned out at the double axle and then tagged a triple toe that was under rotated. Um, Got an edge call and a cue call on a triple lutz. Fell on the triple flip. However, I feel, in my personal opinion, it was all made up when she did that gorgeous inner bow during the climax of a Fix You cover. And I was just like, okay, it's all fine. You didn't fall at all. It's fine. Perfect program. Whatever. Tens across the board, right? You fell? No, you didn't. (laughs) You didn't. However, dogs are great, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, She scored 169.89 overall. I'm really looking forward to seeing what she produces next season because I'm interested. Yeah, I also see in her USFS bio that she hopes to pursue a career in nutrition or sports marketing. And she loves cooking and has a food Instagram. And her handle is inspired by 12 chairs. And the 12 is one, two, and not the word 12. So... Look, maybe she could she could go to a Terry and be and apply to be the nutritionist. <laughs> maybe not a nutritionist, a Terry Tudfrizi, a nutritionist, <laughs> Rena Ikenushi. Look, <laughs> actually, we'll have a degree in nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about eighth place finisher Gabriella Izo. She is nineteen years old, coached by Mark Mitchell and Peter Johansson. She was ninth at last year's U.S. Nationals. And her USF bio, Joss, what does it say? Because it is awesome. Oh my gosh, this is great. Okay, so she, okay, I'm just going to pick out my favorite parts of it. She is obsessed with animals of all kinds. I mean, same, Gabby. And she has her own editing company called Izoology. Ooh. Or is it Izology? Izology. I'm never quite sure. I think. Izology, okay. Uh, She helps edit people's academic papers. (laughs) I mean, this is great. And also, she loves sloths and collects sloth-themed gifts while she is traveling. <laughs> this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing, and I love it. Sloth oh my gosh! Gifts. Oh, I love. Be my friend. At Let's Get Down Pod on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple we'll avenues you, to we'll reach. Send us. you sloth things. Maybe someone can get her a sloth um, plushy tissue holder. Oh my gosh, we should petition. We should put my Venmo in the bio. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's talk about a short program. It was to I Am Here from the Colour Purple, and that's the same as last season. She did a triple flip, triple loop. Haven't seen that in a while. And she eked out the landing on the triple loops, but she has really, really good spring in her jumps. She came seventh after the short. Yeah, I think, so she did take a little bit of time off, uh, but so this is, I guess, quote unquote, her comeback, but she stayed on her feet for all of the jumps in the short program. I thought it was great. She did come seventh. And then in the free skate, she skated to Sunset Boulevard by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Glenn Close, uh, my favorite Cruella <laughs> DeVille, and also my favorite live action Disney movie. Why are we always talking about 101 Dalmatians? I, I feel like this is probably like the fourth or fifth episode in which we've talked about 101 Dalmatians. But uh, Glenn Close is Cruella, best live action Disney film. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, the free skate uh, didn't go quite as well as the short program for her. She did end up ninth in the free skate, uh, eighth overall. Uh, she did pop her triple sal into a double. And then she followed up with two good combos. First, a triple flip double toe and then a triple lutz double toe. But then unfortunately popped her triple loop into a single loop. Uh, overall, not her best, but I think with the circumstances, a pretty good uh, first skate. Yeah, look... <laughs> Edge jumps were not her friend that day. As long as she needed the toe pick for the jump, she was fine. <laughs> those, those triple flips and triple lutzes, they were really, really nice, but not the edge jumps. But yes, we really enjoyed her skate. Uh, and in seventh place was Audrey Shin, coached by Tammy Gamble. We saw her at Skate America, where she won a surprise bronze medal. Yeah, and here she uh, placed seventh. And I think that we were all kind of just waiting to see, you know, what would happen. Because as you were saying, the bronze medal at Skate America was kind of a surprise. But here in the warm-ups, I was watching a warm-up cam for a little bit uh, before the ladies event and it seemed like she was having a ton of uh trouble with her jumps uh i even noticed this in skate america but she has a pretty strong like leg wrap on a lot of her jumps and i found it it was giving her a lot of trouble in the warm-up she wasn't landing a ton she was stepping out of a bunch of jumps um and unfortunately that trouble did continue uh into her actual competing programs she ended up 10th after the short Uh, But improved in the free skate, she ended up sixth. Yes. So in the short, which was to The Giving by Michael W. Smith, she started out with a triple lutz, triple toe. It looked really rough. The triple lutz was called with a Q. The triple toe was called under. There was a huge leg wrap on the triple lutz. She went down on the triple loop, which was under rotated. So that was rough. However, I did notice that She's definitely worked a lot on her performance quality and expression, which is something that we noted at Skate America, saying that there is definite room for improvement there. So congratulations, Audrey, on that, because that was noticeable. Um, And her free skate, markedly better. Yeah, like I was saying, she got 10th after the short and she came 6th in the free skate. Um, And in our Skate America episode, we were like, Audrey just kind of needs that something, something, you know, like she needs that it factor. And we can really tell that she has worked even between then and now a lot on her performance um, and just her expression and like, I don't know how to say this, like how large she performs, I guess. Um, Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, uh, her performs to the back row. Yes, exactly. Perform to the back row. That's what my dance teachers always used to say. Uh, (laughs) To the cardboard cutout back row. Yes, exactly. All the Nathan Chen hamsters, uh, those hamsters that you want to impress in the back row of the competition. Hamsters have to watch skating too, right? Yeah, of course, of course they do. Um, I just had this question pop into my head of like, how are hamsters' eyesight though? Do they have the eyesight to see oh, from the back row? You know, if you're playing Animal Crossing and you come across Graham, <laughs> he's wearing like glasses all the time, so maybe not. But he has creepy photos of bunny celebrities in his basement. Oh my god, so. I forgot about that. Ew. <laughs> that was Graham. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Don't worry. I started out with Hamlet, and Hamlet's great, Hamlet. Okay, so, like, Hamlet. Hamlet is great eyesight. If you're a great hamster, you don't. <laughs> need glasses if you're a creepy hamster if you're a creepy (laughs) hamster that also comes with a 2200 eyesight so (laughs) but uh anyways yeah like we were saying uh, a lot better improvement uh in the free skate Uh, she landed way more of her jumps Uh, she did go down on the double axle triple toe but really kind of fought for 
I mean, all of the program, really. Um, And she did end up seventh overall. Yeah, and I feel like I do have to mention that in the free program, I think there was less leg wrap than we saw in the show on her triple its triple toe. So definitely something that she is aware of and working on. But yes, let's move on to sixth place finisher. And that is 15-year-old Lindsay Thorngren. She is so baby. Oh my gosh, she is tiny. Uh, yeah, it was surprising. I was like, whoa. She might be the youngest out of everyone here. I think so. I think she's younger by Alyssa by like a little bit. Yeah, by a couple of months. And she did very, very well for herself amongst all of these skaters. She's coached by Julia Lautoa, I think. That's how I say her name. Um, Nina Petrenko and Anton Nemenko. Nina Petrenko is obviously well known in the figure skating circles. And she is the US junior champion uh, for 2020. Her short program was to Writings on the Wall, which is the James Bond cover. And that was by Sophia Karlberg. Her jumps are fine. They, they get done, but there's not much flow in and out of them. But she does have lovely, lovely spins. Those lines are really really nice. yeah I mean obviously she is a junior so she does skate very junior uh there's not much flow in and out of her jumps there are not a ton of you know nice transitions the elements are there and they get done and they're very good uh but she does skate very junior which makes a lot of sense since she is a junior um and uh she was sixth place after the short and in the free skate she was seventh and she skated to Samson and Delilah this costume it was there was a lot going on, but I kind of liked it. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> there was a lot going a on. Lot of bling. I, I honestly, I think that there was a little bit of the costume wearing her rather than her wearing the costume. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd agree. Wow. I'd agree. It, like especially like in the shoulder area, there was just a shoulder and chest area. Uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of costume <laughs> there. Uh, but yes, she started out and she popped her triple flip into a double flip, tagged a double toe at the end. You know, all spins were level four. Her step sequence was a level two. She has a great Lutz. Uh, I think she has a toe axle though. So I think though she needs a bit more like spunk. She also needs a bit more face. Um, she needs to perform to the back row. That's what we're trying to say. The hamsters in the back row. I think Lindsay needs to go and talk to Amber Glenn. Yes. Oh my gosh. Amber totally performs the back row. All Even Graham without glasses could probably see her. <laughs> Absolutely. But Lindsay, Lindsay only turned 15 like last month. So like, That is wild. She's got so much time. So much time. She scored 116.35 in the free skate and 178.89 overall. So very well done, Lindsay. Yeah, that put her in sixth place. And why don't we talk about our fifth place finisher? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm even saying this. Our fifth place finisher, Mariah Bell. It sounds so wrong, doesn't it? It sounds totally wrong to say our fifth place finisher, Mariah Bell, because I guess with some regards, uh, with USFS pushing her extremely hard, which, I mean, we can talk about that in a little bit, but they do seem to be promoting her a ton, especially after her huge victory. I mean, she was second at last year's nationals, but uh, she just had a moment with her hallelujah free skate. Um, and U.S. figure skating started promoting her a lot after that. Um, and also she won the ladies event in Skate America. So there was definitely a lot of hype going into it. Uh, but unfortunately, as we said, she did end up fifth. Yes. So let's start with her short programs to Glitter in the Air by Pink. And she's wearing this like really burlesque, bright orange and yellow number. I don't think it fit the music very well. I saw on Twitter there was talk about how... People thought that the ABBA medley dress and the glitter in the air dress should be swapped. But both dresses look really, really great on her. So anyway, her short program uh, starts off with a double axle um, and it got threes and fours in plus threes and plus fours in GOE across the board. And I, I like Mariah. I really, really do. But I don't agree with that at all. I, I felt that maybe it's the angle at which peacock was showing it but the double axle was high yes but the landing was scratchy and i don't think it personally warranted those goes all i think all of her jumps uh were a little bit eked out here uh especially the triple lutz 
Um, none of the landings looked extremely secure or stable. She also had a couple of bobbles in the step sequence. This was kind of overall a very tentative program. She definitely seemed nervous. Yeah, and I actually think that this season, her landings have looked quite shaky. I mean, normally when she lands jumps, they generally are a bit pitched forward because she does get a lot of airtime. But I don't think she's been looking great this season, which... <laughs> I mean, it's been the 2020 to 2021 season. It's been ravaged by COVID. So it's understandable that she would not be in her you know, most prime condition. But just in terms of this competition, she wasn't at her peak. No. Um, and you could definitely see that in the free skate where she ended up fifth in the free skate. Oh, man. Okay, first of all, I really do like this new dress, though. I think it's so beautiful. It's Me such, too. Yeah, it's such like a nice kind of like pastel, a little bit muted blue with uh, tons of sparkle, tons of jewels. It was very, very nice. Um, but okay, so the first thing that I have to talk about, obviously, because we have to talk about the ABBA every single time oh we my. do this. I can't not talk about the <laughs> ABBA. Uh, but music cuts. Music cuts. <laughs> I was so excited when I heard uh, that there was a new cut of this ABBA music. I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Maybe it's redone. But all they really did was the beginning bit. The Yeah, really the beginning. They made winter takes it all longer. And I was like, did we need this particular change to the music cut and all the fun parts were taking out and I was frustrated uh, by the new music cut however I do think it's a small improvement over the last one but this it's just not like fun anymore and I'm like why are we not having fun it's ABBA we need to have fun here (laughs) I know but okay I was like I was typing notes in real time and I was like oh the new music codes are significantly better and then I was I finished typing that when she goes into a triple lutz and the music changes to thank you for the music. And I was just like, OK, I take back my words. That transition into thank you for the music was like the same quality as before. That oh is God. not great. Oh, no. And I was just like, I was like, OK, it just yes, it wasn't like the fun ABBA. Like we didn't get a lot of Dancing Queen or like gimme, gimme, gimme. Not that it was included in the first place, but like we didn't get the upbeat ABBA. And I was okay with it because the music cuts were a lot smoother and Mariah's, you know, skating tends to be really smooth and nice. It fit her. I was like, okay, look, it's better than what it was. So I'll take it. But then I was just I like, must interject yeah. that I was absolutely not okay with this at the beginning. <laughs> you have high standards for ABBA though. You have high standards. I was just like, okay. I have high ABBA standards, okay? Can't help Which myself. Is, it's fair but I was just like, I'll take the minimum considering, you know, what we saw early, what we heard earlier in the season. Yeah, it was. OK, well, let's get to the skating. <laughs> Stop yelling about the ABBA. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. But OK, uh, all of these jumps, as in the short program, were very, very tentative, very sketchy, uh, except this time there were more falls. Uh, there were more under rotations. Um the very first thing that happened was that she fell on her triple flip at the very beginning um, and was very, very just, you could tell going up into the air that she was not at the right angle for her triple loop. Um, Again, with the triple sal, very, very tentative on the landing. Just not, not her best outing with this ABBA, unfortunately. And that really, really cost her in the end. Yeah, that triple flip was called under as well. It just... It just wasn't her day. That triple flip, I think, just shocked her and threw her off. You know, the second triple flip that she tried was called with a Q. Uh, she also did a triple Lutz, double toe, double loop. The Lutz was called with a Q. Um, there was, and she only had one level four spin. Her layback spin was a level three. Her flying camel combo spin was a level two. Like she left a lot of points on the table, like everywhere. Which is crazy because usually her spins are so nice. Like. I think out of the American ladies, her spins are I one know, of my favorites, right? but lost so many levels I think she there. Gets more credit with her spins. Yeah, her spins are usually so nice; they're beautiful. Um, she also, again, lost a lot of points uh, when the second triple flip, uh, she didn't tag a jump onto the end, so more points on the table there. It was just really not. I, I, you could tell that she was really disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. But pick up, move on. New season's coming just around the corner and it is the Olympic season. I think that with the uncertainty around whether Worlds will happen, I think she can take a break, know that she's not going to Worlds, but really start her season earlier than other people and just 
really drill her technique and everything. So when it comes to the Olympic season, she is ready and raring to go. So some silver lining, I think. There's opportunity to see it as a silver lining, in my opinion. I think that what she really needs to do is bring back the Britney Spears and the Hallelujah because there was something really special about both of those programs. She was, you could tell that they fit really comfortably like in her body, like they felt like so good to her. Like you could really, really tell when she was skating both of those. And with these programs, you just don't get the same feeling from them. So I would personally, not that I have any hand in Mariah's programs, but I would love to bring back the Britney and the Hallelujah. I think I think she really loved those programs and you could tell. So Yeah, I think I agree with you. I don't think these programs really sat well or she got really, really comfortable with them. I'm not a huge fan of the short in particular. I, th- I feel like ABBA would have been like a really great option for her, but it just didn't come together this season, which is unfortunate because I know we both were so excited for ABBA medley when it was first announced. Yeah, Mamma Mia is literally one of my favorite movies of all time, which is surprising because I don't like movies that are not animated. It has real human people in it, and it's one of my favorites. So <laughs> bring back the Britney and the Hallelujah. I think it would I think it would do her some good. Well, at least she just needs music that gives her that kind of moment, you know, that she had with Hallelujah at, at Nationals. So look for stuff with big, quote unquote, moments yeah. in them, because I also think that without an audience... Mariah doesn't do as well because she's somebody who really feeds on the audience. So I completely understand that this season potentially was very difficult for her considering there weren't any people in the audience, you know, cheering her on. So, yeah. Yes. Um, But okay, that's enough of me complaining about ABBA. Why don't we move on to, oh my gosh, literally my favorite human in the entire world, uh, Alyssa Liu. Uh, Oh my gosh, this is new Alyssa Liu, okay? And I love new Alyssa Liu. I loved old Alyssa Liu already. This is the glow up, okay? (laughs) Major, major glow up. So over quarantine, she grew four inches and now stands at a real mighty four foot nine inches. Um, I mean, she does way more at that four foot nine that I can do at my five foot two. I'm eating ketchup chips and drinking beer and (laughs) talking into a microphone at my kitchen counter. So (laughs) Uh, there was I I do need to point out before we start talking about skating. um, Jackie Wong transcribed an interview that Alyssa gave. And when she was responding to a question about her maturity from last year, she was like, I don't know. Mentally, I'm like seven. Maybe last year I was like six. (laughs) Um, and I was like, just like, yeah, like big mood big mood um and she also said that I was looking forward to competing all season but because of COVID we haven't been competing it's for the best I'd rather stay safe than go to more competitions people older than her should really listen and learn from this 15 year old literally smarter than every single audience member at Rustalicum Cup <laughs> every single one. <laughs> oh dear god Rustalicum Cup anyway her short program to La Strada, choreographed by Laurie Nicole. I love the costume. Oh my gosh, the makeup. Can we just talk about this makeup? Like, it's amazing. She, she committed. It's so good. Yeah, this is really full out. Every part of her was full out. I love it. Um, I was, okay, honestly, like after, so this is what happened. Basically, US figure skating like really hyped her up, obviously, because she's so young This is literally, had she won this Nationals, which she didn't, unfortunately, but this would have been her third in a row. At 15. And she's 50. Like, this is insane. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. But, so basically, um, they really hyped her up. Obviously, they're like, oh my gosh, is she going to the Olympics? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then at the Las Vegas Invitational, um, she skated there. And she, first of all, didn't have any of her quads, didn't have her triple axle, Um, and people were like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? But she came out of the skate and she proved every single person wrong. And I was like, Alyssa. Okay, guys, when we talked about the ISP points challenge, I went on a huge, huge rant about Alyssa's haters. And I am so bloody happy that she came out and proved, hopefully proved everyone wrong because literally the glow up. I'm so mad that puberty didn't do me like that. Um, but the glow up, great. I mean, her coaches were talking, really like pushing the narrative that instead of going for the quads and the triple axles and the hard technical stuff, we really went for improvement in skating skills, improvement in performance quality. 
And, you know, I was tentative to accept that because I was just like, I, I want to see it for myself. But boy, was I not disappointed. She was skating faster than she was before. Definitely improved in all of those PCS areas and categories. Very, very, very impressed. Keep going and improving in that direction because um, it was so good. I really, really, really enjoyed this short program. Oh my gosh. Okay. The skating is very different, but it's the same Alyssa inside. She is still like this happy, glowing cinnamon bun ray of sunshine. <laughs> like I just love her. She absolutely is a cinnamon bun. I think she was like the highlight of my nationals this year. I mean, apart from Amber Glenn's free skate, but we'll talk about that later. But literally, I think my favorite thing was just to see her smile again, uh, listen to her interview answers. Like, is there a happier person on this planet than Alyssa Liu? Maybe Jason Brown, but... <laughs> yeah, she. you could see her personality. As soon as she was skating off the ice and saw that kiss and cry wall, she turned into her, like, 15-year-old bubbly self. It was so freaking adorable. Yeah, so for the short program, she had the highest base value of the night due to her having her triple-triple combo in the second half. She scored 72.37 and came in second. The free skate, uh, also choreographed by Laurie Nicole, was to the storm. We got a new costume. It is awesome. Oh my gosh. It is so beautiful. The best. So, so, so Such beautiful. a good costume. Yes. It's like this, like, grayish kind of darker purple. Uh, it's a cool tone purple. It has so much bling on it and it has these, like, beautiful ribbon-like cross crossover details on one side of it and it's literally i think one of my favorite dresses that i've ever seen it's so beautiful she wears it so 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 well uh she was virtually clean in the free skate uh there are a couple of cue calls uh the double flip oiler triple sow the triple sow was downgraded actually um so that had negative goes uh, I think we were all surprised with the the scores when they came up because obviously we didn't have the protocols. So that was that. But she averaged around plus three for GOEs across the board. Her step sequence was a level four. It had plus fours and plus fives. All of her spins were level four. And because all of her spins were level four and the step sequence was level four, she was the only lady in the entire field to have achieved that in the free skate. So well done, Alyssa. Oh my gosh. And if you had told me that last year, I would be like, oh, really? But it happened. Like, she's been working so hard. It happened. So proud of her. Yes. I love Alyssa. And she got over the 70 best. points in PCS in the free skate. So improvement. We love it. Yeah. Big improvement. Uh, she did end up scoring uh, 137.03 in the free skate. And overall, she scored 213.99, which put her in fourth place, which was a very very, very close fourth place to our third place finisher, Karen Chen. Oh my gosh. Oh my I love the sound God. of that. Third place finisher, Karen Chen. Like beautiful oh music to my ears. Thank you for the music, as Mariah Bell says. <laughs> I'm so happy for Karen. You have no idea. I'm so, so, so happy. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So she's taking a year off from Cornell, which I totally understand because if I was an elite athlete and I was going to school where I couldn't go in person, I would probably take the year off too. Leading up to the Olympics, it totally makes sense. Also, at some point in time, she was going to Cornell and competing. So, I mean, who can do that? Wild. Again, I'm sitting at my kitchen counter eating ketchup chips and drinking beer. But um, I've got like three she, standard drinks next to me and I'm sitting in a towel hoodie. <laughs> She's doing very, we very love well. love a towel hoodie. Herself. We do love a towel hoodie. It's so great. Um, let's talk about her skates. Let's start with... The short program, Rise to Katy Perry, choreographed by Drew Meekins. So apparently they redid the cut for this uh, music, which I didn't really get until kind of like 10 seconds in the program. And I was like, oh, this sounds different. Uh, I still don't like Rise. I don't like Katy Perry's pop ballads. They always seem a little contrived. I do like Katy Perry's bops, though. Um, but anyways, new music cut. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I actually, the more I see this program, the more I like it. And I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I mean, um, she does skate it better every single time. So that's that, probably That's why. very, very true. That's very true. Um, she started out with a double axle and it's that double axle. It's always special. Uh, she got three plus fives, three plus fours and one plus two. Like judge three. You need plus to get two. better eyes. Like plus two. No, thanks. Okay. Um, she did a triple lords, triple toe. The toe was called under. Triple loop was called with a Q. 
and then she did a gorgeous spiral. I miss spirals. I was a big fan of the spiral sequence. Oh, that so, like, spiral. I'm glad they put the cardio sequence in now so we get to see spirals, but I love Karen Chen's spiral. It's great. And I also love seeing her happy when she skates. Like, it's everything. Oh my gosh, amazing. But also, okay, judge number two. What's your vendetta against Karen? Oh, it's actually judge number two who gave Karen plus two on the double axle. And judge two also gave Karen a plus three on the final layback spin. Like, have you seen uh, her layback spin? Oh my gosh, have you seen Karen Chen's layback spin? You need to go see Joss's optometrist friends because, like, your eyes seem faulty. (laughs) You need Graham's glasses. Call up Graham the hamster. Maybe he can help you out. (laughs) Anyway, she scored 70.99 in the short program. The Asian in her will be very, very, very mad at that. Um, I'm like, why not 71? Where's that 0.71? Where's the 0.01? But yes, free program. Yeah, her free program is to Butterfly Lover's Violin Concerto, which we love. Yes, this program was choreographed by Pasquale Camelengo. She opens with a gorgeous double axle triple toe goes for a gorgeous triple lutz. Like, I think that's one of the best lutzes I've seen from her in quite some time. She did a triple flip, got an exclamation mark for the edge, messed up the triple loop. She got all, like, tiptoey hoppity uh, coming out of it, and so it was downgraded. But then she came back with a triple loop uh, cue double toe, but pretty much clean. Pretty much clean. I was so happy for her. And... Her in the Chris and Cry when her scores came up, she was so happy and surprised. It was so heartwarming. I was like, you deserve it, girl. You deserve it. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. All her spins were level four, except for a level three in the change foot combo spin. She had a level four step sequence and scored 143.99. What's with the point nine nines? Um, 143.99. Oh my gosh, why can't they just give her point zero one more? I know, not point nine nine for both programs. Um, she scored 72.88 in the PCS, which gave her an overall score of 214.98. <laughs> I mean, that's with the nine nine, sure. Um, but yes, she ended up with a bronze medal and very, very happy for her for getting on the podium. And she's going to Worlds. So good on you, Karen Chen. So proud of you. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Uh, also someone who is amazing, our silver medalist, Amber Glenn. And just the fact that I'm saying oh. our silver medalist, Amber Glenn, is like, oh my gosh, amazing. I am so happy for her. Y'all have no idea. I think half of the world probably watching, at least half, definitely more than a half actually, screamed in joy when we found out that she came second overall and especially after that free skate great so good but let's start with her short program oh my gosh literally shaking okay so her short program is to scars by madeline bailey i feel like a lot of people don't like this music but i love this music because i'm an emo girl too so i understand uh it's choreographed by cordero zuckerman who is denali Denali fox on rupaul's drag race excuse me okay so mild spoiler for this week of drag race uh but basically denali uh, lip synced to If You Seek Amy uh, by Britney Spears on the Circus album, best Britney Spears album. Actually, not, but one of her better <laughs> ones um, <laughs> on this last episode of Drag Race. And it was literally like one of the best lip syncs I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so good. But okay, anyways, enough about Denali. Uh, Denali's amazing, though. Actually, I have to interject. Ashley Kane Gribble was doing double duty and watching <laughs> Drag Race while the skating was live. And she had like two screens. She goes, I'm. I'm doing double duty. I'm like, bless oh my you. gosh, bless you. <laughs> All the family members love Ashley. Amazing. Um, but okay. So I, again, I was watching the warm up cam on Peacock uh, the previous day and earlier that day, and I did not think she was actually going to try the triple axle um, in the short program. She's been working on it for a long time. She's landed it a whole bunch on TikTok. So. However, in the warm-ups and the run-throughs, she popped a whole bunch of them. Um, She did land one near the very, very end of the warm-up time. Um, But I really didn't think she was going to try it because she popped so many. But she did it. I was like, oh, my God, triple axle attempt. What? What? She didn't land it. But, I mean, she she went went for it. it. Absolutely. Um, And it's the the attempt that matters at, at the start. You know, I was like, okay, that's fine. Good girl for attempting it. Get him next time. Yeah, first triple axle attempt. It was downgraded, though, but... You know, 
whatever. Um, dogs are great. <laughs> However, dogs <laughs> are great. <laughs> she did a triple flip, triple toe afterwards. It was powerful, quick, crisp, all of that good stuff. Um, and that landed her in fifth after the short program with a 70.83. And around, you know, the whole, I think it was like third through to like fifth or sixth. It was really, really tight. Yeah. Really tight. So it really came down to the free skate that decided the oh medal spot. God. And boy, this free skate. Okay. So as if you guys have been watching Amber Glenn, you'll know that, you know, her short program is usually kind of where she shines and she usually kind of struggles in the free skate. She's never really had a fully 100% clean free skate uh, looking at the past few years of her competition. However, this is literally like she skated clean and she I think this is like the Nationals underdog story of the year. Uh, Oh, big time. 100%. Like last year, the moment was like Mariah Bell's Hallelujah. But this year it was Amber Glenn's free skate. Everything was clean. It was so good. I'm really glad that she didn't try the triple axel here. I think that maybe she and her team made a decision after the short program, after uh, it was called under, and she fell on the triple axel. So I'm guessing that they went back to the drawing board and had to make a decision about the free skate. And I can guarantee that had there been an audience there, everyone would have been standing up and screaming and crying. Guaranteed. 100%. Yeah. Um, You know, I think it was a smart decision to not try the triple axel as well. If she was planning to, her and her team might have seen um, the skates before her and realized that she had an opportunity if just if she skated clean. And she did do that. It was just, it was so great. All of her spins were level four. She had a level three step sequence. She was so happy in the kiss and cry. And she was just like, I don't know if they're showing slow-mo or me out of breath, but I fought. And I was just like, yes, you did, honey. And yes, you did. It paid off. It paid off. Oh my gosh. Her eyes literally like popped out of her head when she saw her scores. Like it was, it was crazy. It was so good. Uh, Yeah. So congratulations, Amber, on your silver medal at nationals this year oh Oh my gosh so proud of amber can we talk about though she didn't get selected onto the world's team she is an alternate but she's not on the team yeah she is the first alternate for worlds and i think this is my hypothesis i think it really came down to uh like international experience karen has significantly more international experience as well as international results than amber and although amber does have the triple axel I think maybe U.S. figure skating didn't want to bank on her landing it potentially at Worlds because if she did land it at Worlds, which I mean, if she went, I would hope that she would land it because she's been working on it. But it's literally kind of taking a gamble on something that's never happened in competition. Um, So I think the decision was to go with someone who's had like an international breadth of work like Karen does. Um, and who has, I mean, over the past couple competitions, she has been pretty consistent. She's shown kind of like gradual yeah. improvement, you know, since she came back. Or Amber, who's kind of, you know, a wild card and not exactly the most consistent and doesn't have um, as much depth of international work. I think it was really a toss up. I, I bet that this was a hard decision. Yeah. So I think given that this is the pre-Olympic season and if Worlds happens, Worlds will be the competition that determines the number of spots the US get to send for ladies to the Olympics. Obviously, then this is a really important one. And if it was like a post-Olympic cycle, I'd be like, send Amber Glenn, you know, she needs more international experience, like send her out there. But the judges know Karen, they've seen her compete before. And so this is the safer bet. You know, I think USFS want to secure at least two places for the Olympics. And like you said, Amber is a bit of a gamble. You know, even if she had the triple axel and all of that, you know, the judges don't know her as well. And although, you know, we like to say it's a really fair system, we know it's not. Um, There's a lot of perception involved in skating and skating judging. So... I think it is the safe decision. It is probably the correct strategic decision. But I mean, Amber's got her silver medal and she is the first publicly pansexual and LGBTQI plus women's medalist at the US championships. Power to that. That's that's everything. That's This is so good. And it's like, it's not like we're saying that Karen Chen is a bad decision to go to the Worlds, right? You know, Karen Chen is so good. Like, it was such a hard decision. She deserved what she got. Like, she did exceptionally well. Absolutely. No, we're not saying that at all. But no, I I think this was really, 
Yeah, it was a really difficult decision. I think just like thinking about it myself, I was like, I don't even know who I would send, right? Because they're really kind of like very, very different in terms of what they bring to the table. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, a really hard decision. Um, but anyways, let's move on to our another our other competitor at Worlds this year, if Worlds happens, uh, which is our gold medalist, Brady Tunnell. Um, she came second in Skate America. Mariah Bell was first, uh, but here she was our first place finisher. And okay, I have to admit, I've never, you know, Brady has not been my favorite American ladies skater. However, she really sold me with the short program. Uh, it's to moderation by Florence and the Machine, and she has this kick-ass new jumpsuit. I already liked the old jumpsuit, but this one has like yes. these cutouts in like the lower back and torso region and like she looks fire yeah i i tweeted when this program was happening because i was so like blown out of the water by this program because i loved it i tweeted that it inspired me to wear a jumpsuit the next day alas i did not wear a jumpsuit the next day <laughs> but it is really the thought that counts i uh <laughs> i chickened out but i I love this short program too. I think that it is a great choice of music for her. It is a great vehicle for her to explore creatively and, you know, really push her presentation wise. It's actually so good. I really love this short program for her. She had all of her spins be a level four. Her step sequence was a level four. The double axle had spread eagles in and out of it. It looks so great. We know she's working on a triple axle and that double axle looks really big really floaty at the moment so we're sitting patiently waiting for that triple axle brady i really am interested to see you know how much that adds to her competitiveness internationally when she adds that triple axle because her double axle is humongous but i i think this is kind of like her niche for her short program because it's the same kind of like flavor as the one last year it's got like attitude uh, it's got a little spark yeah. i think maybe this is kind of where she finds home with her short program and then she kind of has more instrumental uh and i guess less energetic free skate i guess we could say more contemporary free skate yeah I, yeah i honestly think she could she should keep this short program for the olympic season i really i really like the short program i would not be mad at that i think this, this is definitely my favorite short program of hers yeah Plus the unitard. Like, why wouldn't you want to keep a program with that unitard? Like, come oh on. Please, please keep it. Please keep it. Um, why don't we talk about her free skate? Again, really, really good. Yes, it's to a mix of music, starting off with Sarajevo by Max Richter and then goes into Dawn of Faith by Eternal Eclipse. We see a new dress for Brady. I don't mind it, actually. Uh, I was just praying that the strap didn't snap. I was just like, oh, flashbacks to Gabby and Guillaume at the Olympics. I was oh my like, gosh, no. no. <laughs> but I liked it. Solid opening triple lutz, triple toe. Although there wasn't an edge call on it, like not even like an exclamation mark. And I was just like, mm. <laughs> it's not a clear outside edge, but like, mm, okay, judges. Uh, national scoring. That's what we call Nas it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Big time national scoring because like Judge Seven gave Brady a 10 in interpretation of music slash timing. <laughs> I mean, it was good, but <laughs> Judge Seven is it was good, really on like, that nationals train. Yeah. Yeah. So she came first in the free with 153.21, which gave her an overall score of 232.61. And she became a dual national champion after winning this competition. So congratulations, Brady got another national title under the belt and definitely a secure spot to worlds i think that one was really that spot was really a no-brainer was just the second spot that they had to really decide on uh far and away the winner here uh amber scored 215.33 overall um so almost a 20 point lead over amber wow i didn't realize it was that much but i mean she did skate two clean programs so deserved win deserved win for sure Oh my gosh, we have been talking for so long about the ladies. Oh my god, yikes. <laughs> and this is only ladies. We have three more disciplines to go. Great. So let's hop into the kiss and cry real quick. Let's go. Okay, so we are going to do our book recommendation. And our book choice for this episode was inspired by Alyssa's La Strada program my fave, uh, and of course her beautiful makeup. And the book that we chose for this episode is called Harley in the Sky by Akemi Don Bowman. 
Our protagonist, Harley Milano, has big dreams of becoming a trapeze artist, and her parents are the founders of this huge circus in Vegas, and she really looks up to some of the circus performers. However, her parents insist on her going to school instead of pursuing her performance dreams, and so she gets really mad and she runs away and joins a rival circus called Maison du Mystère. And I think this book does a fabulous job of presenting a few things, uh, the complexity of the mother-daughter relationship between Harley and her mom, the mental health struggles that Harley has, which are congruent with perhaps something like a mood disorder, um, although it's not explicitly stated on the page um, in the book, and race, uh, because of because both of Harley's parents are biracial, uh, and Harley is Chinese, Irish, Japanese, and Italian. I have always loved circus-themed books, and this one will certainly satisfy the bill if you do as well, and it is called Harley in the Sky by Akemi Don Bowman. Yes, that Chinese, Irish, Japanese, Italian mix sounds, <laughs> that's intense, but definitely a great book, highly recommend it, but that is it for our episode. We have a lot to talk about in the coming episodes, so stay tuned for those. I'm Claudia and come chat with us at Let's Get Down Pod. That's L-U-T-Z, Get Down Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to work with us, shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com. If you like this podcast and are so happy that our ray of sunshine, Alyssa Liu, is back and better than ever, please leave us a review and give us some five-star love. We would really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye. See you guys later.